Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. I'm Scott the Fane Knowles and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR podcast. On this episode I talked to Corey and Melissa Swanson and uh, they're a couple that OCR together and uh, their kids OCR with them and uh, it was a really good interview. Um, Check it out. I hope you enjoy it. What's up, everybody? I got Corey and Melissa Swanson on the phone with me here today. We're going to talk about how they OCR. What's up, Corey and Melissa? How are y'all doing? Pretty good, Scott. Good. So uh, tell me a little bit about y'all sales, like what y'all do for a living and how you got into OCR. Um, Yeah, so for a living, um, we're in Illinois. We, uh, We own a roofing company. Like like um, Matt wife. the Bear, right? So y'all are like really awesome at OCR then. What's that? So that's like Matt the Bear, Novakovich. So y'all are like really awesome at OCR. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like Novakovich. Yeah, we got our <laughs> roofing company. Not in Alaska, so. But yeah, um, so I, I kind of run the job with the guys. And then uh, Melissa, she runs the office here. So Melissa's the boss, of course. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, we've got that clear. Okay. So, um, how did y'all get into OCR? I see, I, I looked at y'all's Facebook pages, and there was just tons of just OCR stuff y'all had posted. Yeah, um, you know, probably, I don't know, back in like 2008 or 2009, we kind of got into like P90X beach body and all that kind of stuff and when that was kind of getting big there and um it really got us back into some you know pretty good shape doing that um i used to just primarily do weightlifting and stuff and then we kind of got into a little bit of crossfit after doing some insanity and stuff and after we did a crossfit for a while we, we kind of discovered spartan racing and um the first one we went to was up in milwaukee at one of their stadium sprints yeah and uh that was kind of like a CrossFit type deal, you know. We did that, and we loved it. And we just started doing them ever since. Right on, right on. So y- y'all been doing them from from what year? Y'all started doing it. We started uh, actually Spartan racing in 2015. Yeah, 15 was our uh, stadium race. Oh, cool, cool. How many <laughs> how many OCR races do y'all figure y'all have done since then? Um, probably between the two of us, we're probably together, probably pushing about 50, maybe. Dang, that's a lot. And I saw y'all went to the, uh, the world championship, uh, race to our OCR worlds too. Yes. Yes, we did. Um, it was, it was pretty, pretty fun there. Um, something totally different. Um, yeah, people from all over the world and, um, it's, 
pretty awesome. Everybody talks about that being just an awesome race, like one of the best races they've ever gone to. I don't have a passport, so I, I didn't make it to Canada this past year. It was, uh, when we went, man, it was the coolest. It was, we went two years ago. We went in 16. Yeah. And it was the coolest experience we've had. Uh, we stayed there in the village, you know, we did the short course on Friday and the long course on Saturday. And man, just the whole atmosphere and, and, and everything was just, it was really, it was awesome. Right. So that's probably like a way harder racing than Spartan racing is, huh? Um, I kind of liked it. It was, uh, it was pretty obstacle heavy. And, um, the only other racing we have done, we used to do battle frogs when they were around. Yeah. So we did OCR. They had all the other cool obstacles from all the other places like Savage and a couple of the races from Canada. And that's what I enjoyed the most getting to do a bunch of different obstacles that we had never done before. So it was, uh, it was definitely an obstacle heavy race, which is, which is kind of what we like, um, more obstacles than running. Absolutely. I could uh, leave the mud behind, but it's fun every now and then. But it's the obstacle where it's at. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I don't have any problem with the mud. I just don't like uh, it. And when you, I, I usually run elite. So when you hit the dunk wall, it's not like churned up muddy water yet. So it's not that bad. <laughs> But, like, you go later on the day in an open wave, it's like messing up my contacts. It's so just <laughs> murky and muddy. So, I, I, feel, I feel you there. I feel you there. Yeah, pretty, na- pretty nasty. We've seen, we, I think we did one open, and that was it. We were like, nope, we're done. <laughs> yeah, we did a we did an open in Chicago, and, uh, you know, the obstacles were so muddy, you were slipping off the ropes and falling off the ropes, so... That was our last open race, and we, we went to Elite. It's just like a whole different world when you you know, you know run the Elite. And this year, we're doing the age group thing. Yeah, I'm going to try yeah, the age group in Charlotte. <laughs> so, so, y'all have already run two races this year, right? Yeah, I have. We went together out to Phoenix, and then she couldn't make Vegas, and I went out to Vegas. So, so what do you think about the new age group uh, division this year? I like it a lot. Um, I was kind of worried that it would be kind of bottlenecked and every, you know, all the obstacles would be packed. That was my biggest thing. I didn't want to wait at obstacles. But, man, the, the races that I've done, it's been really, really smooth and spread out. And um, I think it's really good. It's better than I thought it would be. And it, it's just cool seeing your results broken down by age group. And, you know, I'm, I'm in the 40-plus group. And so I see uh, Kevin Donahue always bragging about the uh the master's class kind of yeah. doing well in each group so it's been it's been cool i like it oh you i think you're in the hardest group for sure for sure and the two races that i've done uh, it, it's been packed and it's, both races that i've done the overall winner has came from the, the 40 to 49 year old group so yeah, yeah it's competitive it's i mean a lot of those guys were the you know elite guys and but the race is just awesome and, and you would think that this would be a sport that, like, the 20-somethings would own, but I guess they just haven't really gotten into it as much as us middle-aged people have. <laughs> I know. My, I got a, my son is 17, and I've taken him and some of his buddies to some races, and they're good athletes, and they go out and they, they do okay at it, but, man, they don't get all gung-ho on it. They don't catch the fever. <laughs> I, I get, like, yeah, okay. 
I guess all of us that are in our 30s and our 40s were kind of like in that point of our life where we're not going to college and we can actually have a little bit of spending money to spend on this stuff. So that's probably why our age groups are more in there than the 20 somethings, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I, you sent me a, a, a pretty cool video of your son. Uh, was it, it was Kyler, right? Yeah, my youngest son, yeah. And was that his first race, or was that his first adult race in Arizona? Yeah, he's, he's been doing the kid races. Um, so we, we went out that afternoon, my wife and I, and ran the open with him. And, um, you know, we got a rig at our house. He trains on that, and he does it all. So he was worried about running the distances, but he was, he went out there and did it well. So, yeah, that was his first open, and we went out and did it with him. That was his first. Oh, that's cool. So, and y'all did the super too, didn't y'all? We did, yeah, yeah. We did the super that morning, and then uh, took a little break, and then went back out with him in the afternoon. Yeah, and that was a cool video you put together, man. He, he, man, he handled that rig like a pro, man. He looked like a monkey on that thing. He didn't have any problem <laughs> with it at all. <laughs> yeah, once we got into this, we built the we we built the rig in the garage on the ceiling, so. Now all him and his buddies come over, and it's a it's a jungle gym, and they're climbing on it. But it's cool, you know. They're doing it all, so keep them keep them fit. Yeah, you're gonna have to buy him a season pass before too long. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Shoot, you get him in the age group, man. He'll probably like get first or second or third place because that the the youngest age group, man. There's rarely ten people in that first age group. I know, I know that. Yeah, that's the plan to keep the boys going with us, you know, more and, and get them into their age group. I, I've met some, you know, some, you know, kids that are like nineteen that are really serious about it. Man, those kids that are get serious about it when they're nineteen, they just they just tear it up. Oh, and they're gonna be good for a long time. It's because they weigh nothing and they can run fast too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The the only the only obstacle they probably really have to have trouble on will be the tire flip probably yeah yeah get that thing in strength and flip it over i guess now when i was watching that video i saw an obstacle that i i've never seen at a race and it looked like a wall that had a rope thrown over it was that something new that was in arizona um yeah i I don't know it might have been kind of like a permanent wall out there it was pretty cool. It was like a giant cinder blocks, basically. Um, I don't know if that was just part of the terrain. I don't. It didn't look like they built it. But it looked like they just went ahead and used it for that race. They just strapped the rope over the top, and then you kind of, you know, wall climbed it army style. Uh, yeah, it, that's probably right. Because I know, like, certain venues have like a uh, an obstacle that goes with that venue, like. In Atlanta, they have like this huge cargo net they throw over this cliff that's there for the sprint and the super when they do that one. So that's probably what that was. You know, a lot of the military sprints, they'll have a certain uh, obstacle that goes with that venue itself too. So that might have been what it was. It looked cool. It looked really cool. It was cool. It was probably one of the funnest wall climbs ever. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. I'll share that video on the page so people can see what we're talking about, too. That'll be pretty cool. Cool. 
And so now I met you at at Spartanburg Beast uh, last year, aka Briar City. And um, I di didn't you tell me that uh, Melissa had had an injury at, at some point? She did. So um, last year, um, she coined. She got her coin uh, in the middle of the summer in Indiana, and so she was going to go out and do the uh, Tahoe World Championships, and then I was going out to do Vermont the Ultra Beast last year. So late late summer, we started running a lot of uh, ultra marathons locally. Yeah. Um, you know, like thirty mile trail races. <laughs> And um, ended up, I got kind of like a, I don't know, little stress fracture in my shin, and then she ended up tearing up her IT band pretty bad. So mm. I couldn't even run the beast out in Vermont, which was frustrating. And then uh, she tore up her IT band so bad. She wasn't going to miss the world championship. She went out there and did it. Yeah, and, I saw um, pictures. She was painful all the way through it, but then she had to sit out of, of Charlotte or Spartanburg, yeah. Yeah, man, that's that's awful, you know, when you get an injury and it causes you to miss races. I had, when I did my first ultra in New Jersey, uh, I wasn't prepared for that distance. I just kind of went out there with a good poker face. And on the and at the end of the first lap, both of my IT bands were starting to just light up, and the whole second lap was just miserable. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, little... we don't do a lot of long, long distance running, and, and doing those ultra marathons really kind of takes a toll on you if you don't do it very often. Yeah, I, so I, that's me. I'm, I'm going to New Jersey, and I'm going to uh, do the ultra again this year. I did it in 2016. Last year, I just did the Beast Saturday and Sunday. This year, I'm going to try it again, and I haven't been putting in the mileage that I probably should be, but... I'm hoping that I'm in a better place, maybe, where I won't get hurt. I'm not going to bomb the downhills, and I think that's where I messed up the first year I did it. Now, are they doing that different, like, instead of just two laps of the regular beast? Are they doing that new format where it's got its own course, or how is that working out there? Um, from what I understand, and I saw um, where somebody had uh, asked somebody at Spartan on the live chat, and they had screenshot it and posted it on Facebook, they're going to kind of do it like they did the Dallas Ultra, where you have your normal lap, and you do that twice, but there's going to be an added section where the normal runners will go one way, and there'll be an added section where the ultra runners will do a little bit extra loop and come back into the uh, the main beast loop, and you'll just do that twice. Oh, okay, gotcha. So uh, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Are y'all going to Jersey? No, um, with with our two boys and their sports schedules, it kind of makes it makes it tough. Um, but no, we won't make it out to Jersey. Right. What is y'all's next race y'all are planning on doing? Um, we're going out together to Fort Carson in May. Um, we'll do the, the sprint up at Fort Carson. Last year, Melissa and I went out to Montana and did, did the beast out there. That was awesome. Man, we'd like that, to try to go out west when we can. So we'll hit Colorado in May. Yeah, the, the, out, the, the venues out west look just like some really cool venues. That Montana venue it the pictures from there always just look awesome 
beautiful, beautiful place. You catch yourself stopping up at the top of the mountain and forgetting about being in the race, and you're just taking in the beauty. It's like, oh, wait, I'm doing a race. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And, and, and I tell people all the time, and they say, well, man, are you just, like, looking at the scenery all the time? And I was like, no, you're looking at the ground all the time because you don't want to trip and fall. <laughs> very true, very true. Montana, though, once you got to the top, it was nice and open, so you actually were able to take in some scenery up there. So that was that was pretty nice. Hmm, I bet. Let me back up a little bit. I thought of something. Mel- Melissa, when you were having prob- problems with your IT bands, w- what did you do to re- to kind of recover from from that to get back to where you are? Um, well, <laughs> it started out, I really wasn't sure what happened at first. All I know is, you know, it was it was something going on and I couldn't walk. I literally could not like make the walking motion so um you know it was a couple weeks before tahoe and i talked it over with Corey. i'm like i don't know what to do he said he did some research like he always does he's pretty much our doctor in the house (laughs) so uh he's like you need to you know go get xyz done and um so i did some therapy um trying to just at least get my knee to where I could move it, um, because I literally couldn't walk. It was, it was kind of crazy. Um, so I went and did some dry needling and, um, some ACE stemming, um, at a physical therapy, uh, for a couple weeks and, um, before Tahoe. So that allowed me to at least (laughs) walk. I walked the entire course at Tahoe. So it was it was a humbling experience, um, but that was I was trying to get myself um, at least to be able to do that because I was not going to miss it. I um, you know everyone was telling me you can't go to that. You can't. I was like, no, I'm going to that. You don't understand. You have to have a coin. You have to actually be invited to this. And um, so I I pushed through that. And um, you know I went. I had an MRI done. Um, they were wanting to, you know, give me shots, do this, do that. Um, we're uh, we're pretty much holistic as far as our approach goes here in our home. Yeah. Um, so so we were pretty adamant that that's not what I was going to do. Um, and so I just kind of kept going through the A-stemming and the dry needling. And the dry needling is, is really, I think, where um, where I was able to recover. Now, I have um, an idea of what that is, but, it, I mean, I'm thinking it's like kind of like acupuncture, but could you explain to us what that is? It is. It's similar uh, to acupuncture. Um, so what they have is they have like a hypodermic needle, um, and they it's, it's open on one end. Um, so there's um, so it's hollow like most needles, but it's super thin, and you can't can't really feel it. Um, I, I mean, after having four children, I uh, you know pain is <laughs> pain is not really. You don't you feel pain anymore, needles, right? Needles. <laughs> <laughs> so. So what they do, um, they, so they, the therapist, she felt down my IT band and just, it was just knots, um, uh, you know, knots on top of knots. And mm. um, she would get on one of those trigger points and then she'd just tap the needle in 
and just kind of move it back and forth, if you will, in the same spot. And you just keep doing that until it released. And it would take a minute, maybe at the most, just back and forth motions, and it would finally release. And each therapy session, I would probably do about five or six needles. Um, you only, only poke it in one time in one spot. So they have to open up a new needle each time they put it in a different spot. Wow. So, yeah, so... That I, sounds like a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so between that and the A-stemming, so then the A-stemming is, um, or Grafton's, but it's, um, the A-stemming is with a plastic, it's a very hard plastic um, tool, tools, and they uh, rub it up and down um, at a pretty vigorous rate um, on whatever area that you need it. So on me, it was my IT band. Um, and so between that and the needling my leg, um, yeah, I was uh, pretty black and blue <laughs> I imagine. For, for quite a while. <laughs> so pretty much just heavy massage on all that soft tissue, right? Yeah, yeah. I just keep working. Um, I just had to keep working those knots out. Um, and then I did incorporate massage therapy in with that as well. Um, so between those three different therapies, um, it took me a good, uh, about four months, I was able to finally actually run at Christmas, right after Christmas. So it was, <laughs> it was, um, grueling to get through. It was hard, um, to kind of accept that I, I literally could not run. Um, but I kept my training up as much as I could, um, just doing a lot of cardio, um, we still have a lot of videos here. We have weights. We have the rig and stuff. So I just basically focused on that and figured, well, you know, when I can run, I'll run. But right now I just, um, you know, during that whole time I just was focusing on keeping my cardio up at least somehow and then my also my strength. Um, so when I was able to go ahead and run, that I could possibly get out there and, and go at it. So, so when you started back running, did you kind of like start like from like an injured runner's program or did you kind of like start off really just doing a little bit at once? Um, a little bit at once. <laughs> Actually, what I did start, it was, we, uh, we got a dog, we got a new dog back, um, last June <laughs> and <laughs> a puppy. And so basically what I started doing was just taking her for a walk, um, as much as I could, um, and starting off that way, because I was able, I wasn't even able to take her for a walk for there for those several months. And then, um, December-ish, um, I was getting a little bit of relief the first part of December, so I started taking her on some walks and just increasing that, uh, and then just, honestly, one day it was, it's. I was able to move my leg and my knee. I was able to actually walk, and I was, like, kind of freaked out. Because so, <laughs> it had been four months, and I wasn't able to, like, walk correctly. So it just released finally, and I I was kind of, I, I wasn't sure what was going on, but I started walking her, and then I walked her a little further, and then I was like, hmm. I started running. I jogged a little bit. I was like, oh, this might might be happening so I did not really follow an injured runner's um protocol I just kind of gradually went back into things I guess that would kind of be how it is right uh, as far as the gradual 
you know, comebacks. But so from Christmas until we went out to Phoenix, I just, you know, I didn't do a lot of heavy running. I did a couple, um, I actually only did two eight-mile runs before I went out there. Wow. And uh, I felt really good. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, I actually um, retrain. I had to retrain how to run. Um, thanks to Corey, he uh, <laughs> he uh, kind of helped me out there. Good job, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I want to go take one of Rich Diaz's classes so bad, and he's actually coming to Atlanta this year. I hope maybe I can save up the money to go, so I can hear him talk about how bad I'm running. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely not we're not natural runners. I, I uh, played football and stuff in high school and college, and wasn't our, don't have, we don't have running backgrounds. It's kind of been a learning process. Yeah, and you know, and I've listened to his podcast and try to do the things he you know tries to incorporate, like the one hundred and eighty strikes a minute, and that is like insane to me. Yeah, I feel like I'm running in place. <laughs> So, um, n- now that you've, uh, started back running, are you, like, back up to the mileage you were doing before you were injured, or are you still just kind of tiptoeing around it? Um, I'm kind of, we kind of reanalyzed how we run and how we train. Um, we actually don't go out and do a lot of long distance, um, we do a lot more short distance, and then we do a lot of leg work. Um, by what I, I mean, you know, a lot of, um, squats and, um, just a lot of weight training, um, on our legs. And then it seems to be working that way instead of just going out and running miles and miles and miles and miles. Um, like I said, I only, I only did two eight mile runs before we went, um, out to Phoenix and I actually had my best sprint time first. Super, I'm sorry, my best super time out there. And then I, I actually did, you know, we did the race twice. So we went and did it with our age group, and then we did, did it again with Kyler. So um, I, I feel pretty confident in, in what we're doing now as far as training goes and not killing ourselves with just the um, copious amount of running. <laughs> right. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how did y'all do at the race? going back did y'all fail anything or was it a perfect race how'd it go um well man i i had finished out the year well went down when we were down there in south carolina and i saw you in 42 and yeah I having clean races and everything was good <laughs> and uh my first two races this year both times i've missed a doggone spear oh man and I, so, yeah so it's, i got a buddy aaron uh he lives out west and both races man he's he, he hit the spear when I missed, and he passed me the spear throw and got me by like a minute. So uh, that's a little bit of frustration. I met the spear back-to-back races. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I'll probably miss it, too, going back. I haven't been practicing as much as I said I was going to. <laughs> yeah, well, we were practicing, and, you know, we were hitting it spot on. And then it's been winter up here, so you're not really outside throwing a spear a whole lot, but. Oh, yeah. I give myself a pat on the back. I always miss. I've never. I've. I've only hit the spear maybe twice in the three years, four years almost that we've been doing this, and I actually got the spear this time. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah, so, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> so did you have a perfect race? Uh, no, um, I had a difficulty on her voice. Um, that was, uh, that was difficult for me for some reason. Um, my shoulder just didn't hold out on that one, but you're, you're right. It's like a kid at Christmas when you hit that spear throw. Uh -huh. It's like, man. <laughs> I know it's like you run, you run away from the spear throw faster. You're so excited. <laughs> You do with your hands in the air, like you just, I mean, kid yeah. at Christmas, or you won the lottery, or whatever you want to call it. But it's, yeah, it's, it's like you just gained feeling. a minute faster pace just from the <laughs> happiness of making the spear. Exactly. I didn't see her throw the spear the way they had it set up in Phoenix. I couldn't see her throw it, but she came around the corner with her arm in the air and big old smile. <laughs> just across the fire, so I knew she got it. So yeah, she had a pretty good, pretty good comeback race out there. Hey, that's awesome. That awesome. That's awesome. So, oh, so that was that was your first race coming back. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was my comeback. <laughs> she was supposed to race in Spartanburg with us, but um, she she just couldn't do that one. So maybe next, maybe next November or whatever, we'll we'll take her back down there to get a shot at that course. Yeah, we yeah. can we can <laughs> knock all the briars down again. <laughs> yeah, that, those are awful. <laughs> yeah, we were cut up. Yeah, that was a bad race for that. So, um, that's definitely an awful feeling being on the sideline watching the Spartan race instead of actually being a part of it. That one, that was that that hurt. You read my mind because that was my next question. I was going to ask you how bad did it suck going to these races <laughs> and watching Corey run when you couldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it sucked because um, my son, my oldest son, he ran that one as well. So um, oh man. It, it was it, it was actually twofold. Um, it it sucks, but then at the same time, when they when they came across the the finish line and right at the finish line, uh, Corey finished before my son, and then my son came across the finish line and, and they exchanged a few hugs and stuff, and we got a picture of that. And you know that that's something you just can't. Um, no matter how much that sucks being on the sideline, it it was, it made it worth it just seeing that. Um, that picture is forever etched in my mind, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, I'm glad I didn't get cut up, though, like you guys. Oh, my God. And the second day was a totally different day. It's like half the briars were gone. Well, yeah, you had thousands of people running through there and stripping it away. Yeah, but I could tell that you were upset by having to watch them at that race because you didn't even go with them to Florida. Yeah, just me and a buddy went to Florida, and then uh, we're leaving the hotel that morning, and my buddy threw his bag in the rent in the trunk of the rental car with the keys in it. Oh, so God. he locked the keys in the trunk, and at the last minute, we're in panic mode. I see two other dudes going to the race. I asked them if I could hop in with them, and my poor buddy, he had to wait at the hotel for the tow truck to come, pop the trunk, so he didn't get to do that race with me. So we've been kind of kind oh, of man. What a bummer, dude. <laughs> that was bad. Oh man, that sounds like just my kind of luck too. Like I swear I got I put I've I've made copies of keys for my car just to put in like bags so I don't forget and I always ask for an extra card key for the hotel room, just one to put in my car so I've always got an extra somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that that man, he missed that race. That was that was devastating. Go all the way to Florida. And that was 
that was a bummer. Yeah, because that was a cool race, and, and y'all come all the way down there from, you said Indiana? Illinois. Illinois? Oh, man. Yeah, I bet his feelings were hurt pretty bad, because y'all didn't stay for the sprint the next day. Y'all left out. No, yeah, we left right after the race. Was the was the weather better the next day for the sprint? Because the weather sure didn't feel like Florida for the for the Saturday race. Shoot, no, man. It was 39 the next day. I wore thermal compression the next day. It was worse the next day. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. It was so cold the next day. It felt like winter time down there. And like the ne- and I looked at the weather like the weekend after that and it was like in the eighties and I'm like, Yeah. Spartan <laughs> comes to town, the weather goes to crap. Yeah, that's a given. Anytime Spartan comes, it it brings the rain or brings the bad weather. Usually, unless you go out west. That's why we like going out west, man. We luck out out there, but anywhere else it's like it's rainy or cold. Yeah. Are hey, are y'all gonna try to do Killington again this year? Um, this year no. And that that was that was my downfall last year. I took I went out there with a group of buddies and I was all just man, I prepped all year to do that one and I had to sit that one out and watch them. Um my son's a senior in high school this year and he's the quarterback of his football team. Uh, so unfortunately Killington falls in the fall. Yeah. And so last year I, I had to miss one of his football games. I told him this year, I said, that, you know, being a senior, I'm not going to miss any football games to go to a Spartan race. So we won't be traveling doing much Spartan this fall. But then um, after he graduates, he's going to go back to Killington. We'll do Killington together the following year. So you'll have, you'll have to let me know how it is this year. Will do. See, everybody hears that. Family first, OCR second. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tried to combine it as much as possible, so... <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Well, all right, guys, since I got two people on the phone for the first time ever, I'm going to go through my last questions with both of y'all at the same time. So, together, what was, to date, what has been y'all's most favorite race or most fun race that y'all think? Well, I would say, I'll let Melissa go second. I would say overall most fun race that we've ever done would be the OCR World Championships up in Canada. Right. Um, and then I think Spartan-wise, one that, I, man, we really liked last year. I never heard much about it. I don't hear a lot of people talk about it, but it was Utah. We took the family out to Utah last year, and, and Utah was probably the my favorite Spartan race. What was so good about that one? I've never been to it. Maybe they didn't use the mountains that much, and man, they last year in Utah they just they just drilled us with the mountains right at the beginning. There was hardly any obstacles for like the first six miles. It was all <laughs> mountain running, but it was beautiful, man. They kept taking you in and out of the trees and these views of the mountains, and then you know it's just um, pretty high. You were pretty high up there in the mountains, and a lot of good downhills. So the running didn't feel like just you know, flat running in a cornfield or something. It was just really, really pretty running. And, and, you know, then you came out of the mountain and then you hit all the obstacles, boom, 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 boom. And then it just crushed you. So it was, it was awesome. It was beautiful. Huh. I know a lot of people like that race. A lot of, a lot of the, you know, the pros and the elites, they like to go and do that race a lot. So what, what would say would be like your worst race y'all had? 
Mine was Tahoe. <laughs> Yours was Tahoe? Oh, I imagine walking Tahoe. That probably was nine awful. Hours, nine hours and 45 minutes out on the course. Hey, but the thing about that is, is you will never last. forget that race. You'll never forget it. I, I know. I was dead last in that one in Elite. So it was a <laughs> worst one ever. It, it was it's very humbling, though. I, I'm glad that I actually did it. But, yeah, that would have been my worst race. And you must have sat down and had a picnic or something somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a picnic. But uh, my, my ultimate goal on that one was just to get through that swim. And uh, so... Uh, I did that, and I figured if I could get through that swim that I was going to finish. Um, we missed our flight <laughs> and oh, all that. No. Corey didn't go with me on that one. My mom did, and my son. We missed our flight, but and I know Corey was pretty mad at me about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, darn it, if I'm out here hobbling around, and it's taking me this long, if I get through this freezing cold swim, then I'm going to finish this race. So I, I finished crying and crawling and you know, but yeah, it was it was definitely nine hours and forty five minutes. That that that's a long time. I bet that swim felt like an ice bath to your IT bands. That probably felt good to them a little bit. Uh, that's probably the only thing that that helped me get through the whole thing. Um, just numb. I mean, my, my body was numb after that. So, and mm. I even had a wetsuit on that Corey made fun of me about. But you know, hey. <laughs> A lot of people are doing that these days. You, you can't do the yeah. tough mutters without those things at night they've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was cold. Oh, I can imagine. So, and, uh, I'm pretty much a big, big baby, um, when it comes to this cold, so, uh. I, I hate it, too. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't like the cold weather either. I'd rather it be 100 degrees than 20 degrees any day of the week. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> same here. We, uh, I'm, I'm definitely a fair weather woman, so <laughs> I'd rather it be hot than, than cold, but it is what it is, and I prepare as much as possible and just kind of shut it out when we go to the different art races that it's cold at. Okay, so what what would y'all say is the obstacles y'all dread the most? Uh, for me, I used to, man, I used to always dread the Z-Wall. Because it seemed like every time I would get to it, like, there'd be mud on the bottom. I would slip off it. And I've been doing good on the Z-Wall for a while now. So um, Yeah, because you're kind of tall, so I can imagine that being a little kind of hard. It, it was. It was just, yeah, it was kind of awkward. So, um... But we, we practice, we've been doing more rock climbing here. There's an indoor rock climbing facility by us. And so we started taking our son rock climbing indoors, and, and that made the Z-Wall pretty easy. But, man, I used to always hate the, hate the Z-Wall. Um, I don't know about Melissa. Uh, hands down, the twister. <laughs> yeah. That thing intimidates me every single time. I take about, I don't know, three or four minutes and just, staring it down and looking at it before I even take off. <laughs> so I think it's just, you know, I'm, I'm getting better at it. Um, I think I've found uh, a way to get through it for myself. Um, and uh, so I didn't fail it this last time. I actually got through it. So, awesome. Um, so it may change. Um, but, yeah, definitely that sister. <laughs> I know. And it, well, 
there will always be the uh, the spear throw. That's just a given. So oh, yeah. I'll like it when I make it, but typically <laughs> I don't. So <laughs> yeah, it's like your favorite and your most hated obstacle at the same yeah. time when. When you, when you miss it, it makes you cuss, but when you make it, it makes you cheer. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I, I mean, I was I was probably fifty fifty for Twister until I finally figured out, you know, how to do do it backwards. And once everybody started getting on that train, I I, I went to the open house at West Virginia and tried it a couple of times and. I was just happy at how it didn't tear up your hands as bad going backwards too. So I really like that too. But I know yeah, a lot of people have off. problems going backwards with it. Yeah, I can't go backwards on it. I've tried it, but I I just prefer the way that I've kind of I don't know taught myself how to to hold on to it with my small hands and um, just kind of wing through it. But uh, Corey does it backwards. He's, he's pretty pretty fast at it i remember in florida I, you know i was just you know it's twister there's three sections of it there's always three sections on the east coast you know and i went through it and i was on the second section and i i'd hit my head with a bell and the guy <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh there's yeah. only two sections so <laughs> yeah that made made it a lot easier <laughs> okay so what is y'all's most favorite obstacle or the one you love the most that you think you just kill it every time uh mine would definitely be bucket carry i love bucket carry i love it um i just i you know i lock my hands in and the downhill i just i something takes hold and i can just sprint down the hill most of the time um but it's just always a uh, a challenge. I give myself a challenge to not set the bucket down the whole time, and uh, so far, um, so far, so good. <laughs> that's that's me. I mean, I've you know I've had to rest it on my quad, but I've never set the bucket on the ground. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that one to me, that's my favorite. I don't know why. That's kind of weird, but bucket <laughs> bucket carry is my favorite. <laughs> Out of all the carries, that's probably... I'd rather do that than a sandbag or a big log carry any day of the week. Yeah, and that might be because, you know, I do like it because I can get through it. And that, I don't know if that's what it is or if I truly enjoy it or I'm not quite sure yet. Mm. I like doing a... I like the carries, too. I mean, the carry... I like the carries better than the running. I always feel like when it comes to carries, that's my... That's my time to hopefully make up a little bit of ground. But um, jam. I, I kind of like the rope climb, even though, I mean, it's a pretty easy obstacle, but I really like the rope climb in, a, in like, a sprint, like a short race. Yeah. And then I like just running into the rope climb full speed and, like, not even stopping, and other people are climbing up the rope, and you just run onto it, and two or three quick pulls get to the top and just drop and take off again and kind of never break stride out of it. And I think that's fun when you can do that. <laughs> I'm kind of bittersweet with the rope climb. I mean, I can always do it, but it's just, I don't, I'm not really fast at it. That's, that's one obstacle I'm not proud of because I'm just not very fast at it. But some guys just fly up it and J hook the crap out of it. And it seems like when I J hook it, my feet always slip on it. So I always S wrap it and you always have to relock it every time you go up, you know. If, if in a perfect world the it, rope would always be dry and you could just use your hands to go all the way up but it's never that it's never that way 
No, no, I remember, and we haven't done it for a long time, but they used to put it out of the water pit. You had to go down in the water pit and climb up out of there. I don't know if they even do that anymore. I haven't seen that for a long time. Yeah, I think they stopped that after, what was it, 2015, I think was the last time they did that, if I remember yeah. right. I don't, I'm trying to think if even early 2016 had it. I don't think it did. Not even in early 2016, I don't think. I didn't go to any of them if they did. Yeah. I think Chicago was the last one we did with it in the water. I'm trying to think of which one was the last one I did with it. I guess it might have been Conyers, maybe. But yeah, I know Ohio. <laughs> when I went to Ohio in 2015, I actually helped volunteer there, and they were pump they were pumping pond water in that pit, and there was like dead fish in the rope climb water. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> All right, guys. So, what is like y'all's race ritual that like the day before, you know, morning of? After the race, wh how do y'all just get ready? How do y'all prepare to just go out there and get into beast mode? Well, we try. We really tried to clean up our diet. You know, the last couple of years, all this, all this car racing really made us focus good on diet. So when we travel, we actually try to you know pack some good food to to stay healthy the day before and stuff. Um, we travel with a lot of sardines and. Melissa's real good at making some, like, paleo banana muffins, so that's kind of her little secret secret energy is her uh, paleo banana muffin. And uh, so we always travel with that, travel with some sardines. And then uh, Bing Greenfield was always talking about this stuff called Ample. I don't know if you've ever tried it or not. It's like a, it's a meal replacement, and it's real easy to travel with, and it's just in these plastic bottles. Huh. So we'll take that Ample, and it's... Um, and it's, it's, it's real good. I mean, it's loaded with, you know, everything you want in there for a health food. And then um, we usually have that for our breakfast. And then um, uh, we're kind of a little family thing. I don't know why. We don't have a whole lot of Chick-fil-A's around us. <laughs> Whenever we have our boys with us after the race, uh, we usually find a Chick-fil-A. And, you know, if you get your chocolate milkshake then or whatever you want to eat then, you can get it. So... Heck they yeah, man. Their, their cookies and cream milkshake is the bomb, and their cookies are really good, too. Yeah, so before the race, we want to do it, but the Saturday after, yeah, we're hitting a Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it, I've, I think I've heard of Ben Greenfield talk about that. And, like, man, every time he suggests this awesome product and it'll do all of this for you, I'll go online and research it, and it is, like, one of the most expensive products of its breed that you know yeah, known to yeah. man <laughs> I, even all the way down to his infrared testosterone lights he talks about yeah we've uh we, we got a lot of ben greenfield stuff in our pantry so yeah but no he's, he's good yeah that stuff he recommends man we you know we use a lot here for breakfast and stuff too i mean you can get your whole breakfast out of it or meal replacement out of it it's really good yeah, I met I met Ben Greenfield in Asheville. We was over. We went to the open house, and you know we were just 
you know, playing around on the obstacles, and it was our first time seeing the tire, and we were over there flipping the tire, and he just walks up out of nowhere, you know, because he was, you know, he's on the pro team, and he had to be there at the open house. He's like, "Here, let me show y'all how to flip the tire." I was like, "You're being Greenfield." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We uh, we oh. went, we we met him out in Boise last year, and I was. I was behind him in the race. I was like, ah, oh, man, this is cool, you know. I'm, you know, trying to stay behind behind Greenfield and stuff. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's great to see those people like that. Yeah, man, I was totally starstruck. And then, like, the next day in the sprint, you know, he, he got – we was, like, right beside each other in the river crossing, and we were just sitting there, and I, and I would just, you know, talk back and forth to him. And I was like, holy shit, I'm just talking banner with Pink Greenfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't keep up with him, though. He walked off from me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I was ahead of him for a little while. (laughs) But, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I always like meeting some of the people you never, you know, you always see in the races and on the TV, you know, and then you see them there. It's always really cool. I enjoy it. It is. And then then you see when they win, how good they do, and you're just like, man, I... I just ran the same course as Killian down there in Florida when you and I were there. Oh, yeah. Man, Cody Moe, golly, when I was out in Utah last year. and You know, you think you had a pretty good race, and you come across, and you see what someone like that does, and you're just like, how is that even possible? I know, man. And and Killian was probably, like, in Cadillac mode, and he still, like, beat all of us by, like, I don't know. like I know he beat me by, like, 20 or 30 minutes. I can't even remember. It was a bunch. But we were there, er I was there like super early, you know, checking in at that race and Killian gets like right behind me in line and I turn around and I said, what's up, Robert? And he's like, not a whole lot. And I was like, so what? You're here to F up all the points for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, he's like, I was like, he said he had to get there because he heard that I think he said Brian Gwiski was like second place in points and he wanted to make sure that he secured his first place in points. And I just thought it, it was really cool that, you know, he said, you know, man, I got daycare to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> was, real life, real life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even though he's like up there, he's still got bills like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we got to get our kids out there winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, so I know you talked about the Anvil stuff you're talking about, but do y'all have, like, any other products or, like, supplements that y'all just swear by? What's your uh, secrets, man? What's your secrets? How you stay all lean and ripped up, Corey? The thing, you know, we we, we, we do some supplements and stuff, but I tell you what, man, I got to give Melissa the credit because she's a cook, man. She she just cooks it. She makes her own... uh, Bone broth. I tell you what, we eat. We eat a lot of uh, buffalo. We don't, we don't eat a lot of beef. And uh, there's a buffalo farm by us here. We get it straight from the farm. And oh, that's awesome. She'll go get the bones and she'll boil down the bones and make uh, buffalo bone broth. And and this woman can cook. So I mean, that's uh, that's probably the uh, the biggest supplement or the biggest thing that we have is the secret weapon. Is is um, she keeps us in good shape with her food. All right, so Melissa's the reason why you look so ripped up, because otherwise you'd be eating birthday cake like I do, right? <laughs> yes, that's, yes. Cookies, chocolate chip cookies, that's his downfall. Cookies. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man, I, I'm bad about those. What is it, the Lenny and Larry cookies? They say, oh, they're healthy, but no, they're not really. And I'll eat a whole box of those <laughs> things in one sitting. Yeah, she's good. She she found ways to. She got really into paleo, and she's got she found ways to make some desserts. So they're uh, they're, they're pretty decent desserts. They don't they don't you know, they don't got all the sugar and stuff. So she she definitely keeps me healthy. We would have to bring that up. We're fasting today, and we got a. Um, I made a banana cream pie, paleo banana cream pie, and it's sitting in the fridge, and I've been dying for it all day. Oh, that sounds awesome. We're fasting though. That <laughs> sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> did I already ask y'all what's y'all's next race? Uh, yeah, Colorado. Colorado. Ooh, you should do the ultra there, man. Well, this is uh, well, we're going to we're going to Fort Carson. We did go to Breckenridge two years ago, right? The NBC races out there. We did Breckenridge there. That was awesome. Um, but this this year we're just doing the Fort Carson race. Oh yeah, just doing uh, Carson. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. Well, hey guys, I really appreciate y'all uh, taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Is there anything else that um, y'all want to talk about, or that y'all uh, think anybody would want to hear? Um, you know, not 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 that I know of. It's just uh, it's fun being a part of the park community and meeting meeting everybody, and you know, meeting friends from all across the country and stuff. And just I just think it's cool how people are you know, supportive and keep in touch with each other through Facebook or whatever it is and uh, kind of keep everybody motivated. Right on, man. Well, shoot, man, I hope I get to see y'all maybe in Spartanburg towards the end of the year. That would be awesome. Yeah, there's a couple races up our way. There's one in Indiana in September. They're putting a beast over. They call it Chicago Beast. It's actually in uh, central Indiana. I don't know how far that is from you, but that's the first time they had a beast there, so maybe see if you can get that one in your calendar. Man, I'll check into it. I'll check into it. And I've, I've, I'm on the fence about doing Palmerton. I don't know if I'm going to get to that one or not. I'd like to do it. <clears throat> that's, probably, that's probably a good little trip for y'all, too, though. Yeah, I looked into it the other day because... Uh... We we're on vacation. We're we're taking a vacation this summer. We come home and Palmerton is the next weekend. I'm like, man, I really want to go. And oh, I looked, yeah. it's like an 11 hour drive for me. So I've never been to Palmerton, and that's one that's on my list that I really want to go to. Hearing everybody talk about it. Yeah, it's always close to my birthday. I always thought it'd be cool to go do one close to my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys, man, I really appreciate y'all taking the time to talk to me. I already said that. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um. Hopefully I'll see y'all soon, man. And uh, um, I'm lost for words. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, y'all take care, man. All right, buddy. Thanks, Scott. All right, later. Hope you enjoyed the interview, guys. I want to thank um, Melissa and Corey again for taking the time to talk to me. Um, they're really cool people. Uh, Corey is... Uh, come up to me in Spartanburg and told me he really liked the podcast and it, it's, it's people like him and a, a few others that's uh, reached out to me that's uh, really wanted me to keep doing this because towards the end of last year you know I just kept hitting dead ends and different uh, interviews I was trying to set up and 
So it's the people, it's people like him that reach out, you know, that say they enjoy it and that there is some people out there listening to me rant and uh, get lost in my words that uh, make me want to keep doing this. Uh, if there's anybody out there that wants me to interview them or they feel like they have a story to tell, uh, reach out to me. Uh, and let me know. I mean, anybody that wants an interview, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll let you be heard, you know, if, if you got subjects you want to talk about, you know, I'll interview you. Um, I would read some reviews that are on iTunes, but I read them all to you on the last episode. So somebody's going to have to leave one in order for me to read one. That rhymed. So anyway, my next race is Charlotte and it's three more weeks away or less than three weeks away. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going up there by myself, so I need somebody to come up to me and say, hey, what's up? Um, I'm running the age group heat both days. Uh, I was going to volunteer Saturday, but I was looking at the heats and uh, the volunteer heats, and none of them really appealed me. I didn't want to work until 9 o'clock volunteering so i think i decided that uh i'm gonna run a couple of extra laps maybe so maybe maybe three laps depending on how my legs feel um so i'm gonna run the first one in age group and then i'll probably try to i'll run maybe two more maybe so if anybody wants to you know run with me i mean i'm not going to be trying to kill it you know i'm just probably just going to be leisurely jogging through it and just having fun you know and practicing and all so as long as the weather's nice i'll be out there uh hit me up uh that's about all i got to say about that anyway we'll see you at the next race peace